Hey guys, Erica here. Today I will be speaking on trust, building trust in our lives within ourselves and our personal and professional relationships. You know, I think that we can, you know, know all of the greatest processes in life and acquire as much financial gain as we want to, but if we cannot earn the trust of our friends, our clients, and our relationships, then we have nothing. It's important that we understand that all good relationships are built upon trust and that trust is developed over time because, you know, growing as a person means becoming more valuable in all of our relationships. I've had to learn this a couple of times myself. And what I learned was that the quality of my life has always been either heavily determined or influenced by the quality of the relationships that I've kept. And the quality of the relationships that I've kept are always going to be determined by how much trust were in those relationships. Because trust is not a given. It doesn't just happen like that. You know, it takes years to build up and it can be gone quite easily too. Generally, there is a connection and relationship between trust and time. And trust is developed over time when people can see that we are relatively consistent for them as they are for us. And like everything else in life, there is an art to building trust. Like I said earlier, we can know all of the greatest processes in life, but if we cannot earn the trust of the people that we care about the most, then we have nothing. Trust is developed over time when people are able to see that we are of a certain attitude and that we are for them. We are not against them. We are here to build them up and not tear them down. I always say that every behavior has a positive intention. And even though this is a universal um, truth, it is not a universal fact. Um, This is one of the ideas that many people struggle with. And, um, you know, who are we to judge another? Who are we to judge another person's intentions? How is it that we sometimes gauge and measure other people rather than gauging other people by their imperfect communications and imperfect actions, right? I mean, we are not perfect ourselves, but we tend to judge people's intentions. We, we tend to judge their intentions instead of just simply acknowledging that people are imperfect in their actions and behaviors and attitudes. And, um, you know, sometimes we might fundamentally disagree with someone on an ethical and moral level even, but if we judge their intentions, we will be tearing down an absolutely devastating part of their relationship. You know, the trust, it's what gives us this foundation upon which we build our relationships. And 
one of the ways we can know what people's intentions are is by asking better questions. By asking people about their intentions, you know, what they were hoping to achieve, for what purpose they said what they said and the reasons why, what this does is that this brings into the equation the cause and effect principle. You know, I think also that there is a reason for absolutely everything. As cliche as this might sound, there is a reason why everyone in the world says and does everything that they do. The question is, how willing are we to find out why? It's not so much what people say and do. When we understand the values and the priorities that are underpinning a person's actions and behaviors, then perhaps we can start influencing them to change. But we are not going to ever know what a person's intentions are unless we ask them and give them the space and time to tell us. They're not going to tell us if they do not fundamentally trust us. You know, I think that behavior is geared towards adaptation. You know, um, unless we understand why people act and behave the way that they do, we are never going to understand their actions and behaviors. When we understand that everyone is simply just trying to fit in and be included and be unconditionally accepted in life, then we can understand that sometimes people will behave in inappropriate ways just for the simple means by which to get their ends met. And if we can accept a person wholeheartedly and unconditionally, then we stand the chance of encouraging changes in their attitudes and behavior. We all have a tendency of determining what is right and what is wrong based on our own perspective. You know, we have a choice where we can separate people, who they are versus their behaviors. People may act and behave in inappropriate ways that we don't like, but a person's behavior is not the person. I believe that people can change. And most often than not, people just aren't always aware of who they are. When we assume or when we tear people apart, you know, who they are in response to the things they say and do, what people end up doing is developing little confidence, low self-esteem, defining themselves by their outputs and outcomes in life. You know, many times people really act out of accordance with who they believe they are. And when we can come to accept people, it allows us to reject behaviors and habits and attitudes. It doesn't mean that we have to put up with their bad attitudes, but if we can extend perhaps a little bit of unconditional acceptance here towards a person, chances are that they will gear their behavior towards getting more unconditional acceptance. The truth is, 
we can influence people through unconditionally accepting them and separating their behaviors and rejecting them if necessary. I also think that our relationship with failure plays a huge part in our ability to build trust. I believe that there is no such thing as failure, only feedback to be received. And our relationship with failure is going to be very much connected with our ability to pick ourselves back up and just continue to persevere and push on in life. How we see failure is just our perception and how we see things is not always how things actually are. Many people have this tendency of believing that their past equals their future. People tend to view failure as just a full stop instead of a comma. And if we do not get an outcome that we want right away, and if our attitude is to dwell on a particular failure, then what we are actually doing is minimizing our ability to learn. There is feedback to be received and lessons to be learned when we can modify our relationship with failure. It sets us on a far stronger foundation just to be able to pick ourselves back up and keep on going. Life has a funny way of not giving up and even not giving us everything that we want all of the time, especially in the time frames that we want these things. Sometimes there are lessons that we need to learn. Usually these happen only through experience. And, you know, many times we might have screwed up our lives, made some really terrible mistakes, but it's important for us to understand that there is no such thing as failure. Life gives us feedback and always presents us with new opportunities that's hopefully going to help us establish a much greater significant vision for the future than that which we had in the past. And when we are driving towards a vision that we fundamentally believe in, failure of some kind becomes relevant actually. And all that is then relevant is the lessons that we need to learn, you know? to ultimately reach our goal. It's so important that we learn to embrace failure and with so doing, we are opening our minds up to greater perspectives. And going back to trust, if we have failed in a relationship, it doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't other relationships waiting for us. We have to have respect for people's versions of the world, even if we don't understand. We're not here to judge people. We're not here to have opinions about people. We've got to be able to get to this place of neutrality, of indifference. And when we enter this place of indifference, what happens is we're able to ask the right questions to be able to help us understand people's perspectives. Other people's perspectives and how they look at life is going to be determined by their previous history, their parental upbringing, 
school education, and so much more. And when we don't understand what our fundamental core beliefs are, what our worldviews and opinions are, then we are never going to understand ourselves, let alone others. It's only when we are able to go faster than ourselves, be proactive, that we are going to be able to be more effective at guiding people into this place of trust. Like I said earlier, there are no bad people, just unhelpful beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors. When we embrace the idea that every single person in the world is different, then we will actually want to understand people rather than assume the worst of them or judge them or categorize them and put them in boxes. Who are we to judge? Seriously, there are no bad people, just judgmental people. And with all of this in consideration, what is the best feedback that we can actually give people? Could we maybe give them advice or listen or ask better questions that empower them to reflect more about themselves where they're at, what they say and do, and some of the reasons why they say and do the things that they do.